0: John Benet's body, I believe, in two locations that did not match any family members, and is that is that basically what DNA was, you know, tested and and became more widely used in 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 time and in location? What cleared them?
1: Well, I just saw a report. Actually, I never saw it before, but it came out in 2016, uh, where there's some controversy over the the DNA where it could be a mixture of two different people, two males possibly. And so I don't know. I don't have the answers, but that's why I would like them to give it to, to a neutral investigative team to, to look at the, there was uh, Not only the grand jury, but uh, there was a major lawsuit, a civil lawsuit, Wolf versus Ramsey. And during that suit, a lot of information came out because uh, this person, uh, Wolf, was accusing the Ramseys of uh, slander, libeling him in, in their book. And he said, they... They were the killers, and so they shouldn't have said anybody else is a possible suspect. So there was this huge lawsuit, and uh, the chief of police, a couple of the the lead detectives uh, testified in that lawsuit. Lou Smith testified in that lawsuit, and the bottom line is the judge, Julie Carnes, came out and said, based on all the evidence, it shows that uh, the Ramseys didn't do this, that it was somebody else and an intruder.
2: I want to, you know, it's, it's one of those things, you know, when you look at, when you want to involve somebody and you want to prove that that person or those people were the ones who committed a crime and particularly, you know, in the killing of John You're going to do whatever it takes to find something to that sticks, you know, but that's not personally, I don't believe that's a true, you know, true investigation. You know, you're not looking at the totality of the case objectively, you know, that's, that's a huge fault. Um, And it's unfortunate because now, you know, you have this 25 year old case that, it's, it's such a taboo at this point apparently you know and it's 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 so unfortunate. Um, everything is kept so secretively and nobody apparently seems to want to step forth and and have a, good, a dialogue about this and say, hey, let's reopen this case. let's see what we missed and you know and leave that ego behind you know well it's not I personally don't think something like that will happen until the the top, you know, the hierarchy ends up, you know, moving along, and then somebody new comes in that can take control and say, "Hey, you know what? This is an important case. Let's see what happened here. Let's reassess. Let's start, you know, fresh." Um, I do want to step back a little bit, Bob, and discuss the, you know, those different personalities of 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 these psychopaths, you know, one of them was uh, an individual, you mentioned an individual going in and familiarizing himself with the entirety of the property and, you know, then going back and attacking his victim. You know, this type of predatorial behavior, although I don't know how common it is, but if it is something common, if if it is something that these individuals do do. My question is how about an individual going in, familiarizing or already familiar with the layout of the house, uh, maybe because he was a family member or maybe, or or a friend or somebody who had worked in the house, whatever it may be. Um, And luring or, you know, already knowing, John Bonet. And the reason why I'm going through all of this is because of that huge question mark of food in the belly of, of um, I, I believe, stomach contents of John Bonet when they did the, the autopsy. There was pineapple, and then there was pineapple found on the table, on the dining table, I believe, of the household. So would it be possible that something like that happened? You know, that somebody familiar, Jean Bonnet wasn't too concerned, you know, she had a pineapple or a bowl of pineapple with this individual, and then here came the chaos shortly thereafter. Is it possible? Is this something that, you know, you would, you would consider theorizing about? Is it something that is a typical behavior of a psychopath or is it atypical? You know, I mean, what are we looking at?
1: Um, yeah, on the pineapple and I wasn't all that familiar with everything that that's been the theory a lot that, uh, you know, she got up in the middle of the night and it was somebody she knew, or maybe her brother and they they ate pineapple. But, uh, I know that, uh, an expert, uh, doctor said that based on the timeframe, uh, she, probably could uh, ate that pineapple the day before so uh you can't say that she ate it that night uh they looked at the time frame and uh said she could have eaten that before the the day before when they before they went to their friend's house there was also something i read and so who knows i don't know the the, the exact thing that that there was also some other fibers in there that maybe it was uh, like fruit cocktail, but there definitely was that pineapple that was in the bowl. Um, and so uh, the Ramses said they didn't know she had eaten it, but she could have eaten it the day before. The crime scene, the evidence at the crime scene, which supports uh, the psychopathic behavior, uh mm-hmm. We know that Mr. Ramsey had gone through the basement window because he had locked himself out a few months before right. um, so we know that was unlocked uh so and there was uh, uh fingerprints on other window seals in the dust that showed somebody had uh checked some other windows that there was a disturbance in that window that would indicate that somebody went through there. Uh, relatively recently, uh, but when you look at what actually happened, John has duct tape placed over her mouth. She has her hands, her wrists tied together with this Oliven white cord. The same type of cord is the garrote around the neck.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, even though the police departments say they are marks from an unknown source, uh, there were at least four experts and pathologists that said those are consistent with stun gun marks on yep. her back and on her cheek. Uh, these are, and then she was sexually assaulted with the paintbrush handle uh, in her, her vagina because there was particles uh, from the paintbrush handle found in the vagina. We know that this happened while she was alive because she had the uh, peteal, uh, peteal, uh in the eyes, which the blood vessels uh, have popped, which is consistent, not always, but consistent with strangulation. She also had that, in her heart, and I believe there was one other organ they found that in. Uh, the official cause of death was strang- uh, asphyxiation by strangulation. Uh, and then she was hit over the head with enough force from one blow, a blunt object to cause an eight and a half inch skull fracture. She also, uh, Lou Smith used to always tell me red is before dead. She had red marks on her shoulder, on her neck. Uh, It looked like fingernail marks where she was trying to release the pressure from the cord when the person Mm -hmm. was tightening this grot. Also the blood vessels in her vagina, uh, they determined she was alive when she was sexually molested. So you have to ask yourself this question. Uh, Would Patsy Ramsey do this to her daughter while she's alive. This is torture. This is sadistic behavior. This is behavior based on psychopathic and sadistic behavior. You have the the bondage items. uh, You have the strangulation with the garotte. You have the duct tape. You have the sexual assault. Some people say, oh, well, the Ramsey staged this. No. She was alive when this happened. She wasn't dead and nobody stages a scene that, that extensively. Uh, So all those behaviors indicate that it was a sadistic psychopath. The person had complete control over her. There was a sexual motivation behind this and he enjoyed inflicting uh, pain on her. Uh, the other thing from a crime scene perspective is uh, the, there were nine pages missing out of the notepad where the ransom note was, uh, uh, was Not written better. on Patsy Ramsey's uh, notepad. Those were never found. Uh, the source of the black duct tape was never found. So you mean the Ramses went through their entire house, removing every little piece of the, the, the duct tape that they had used on a box or something? The source for the black duct tape was never found. The uh, source of the white olefin cord was never found. Stun gun was never found. The maid said she never knew them to have a stun gun. Uh, there was a high-tech boot print in the uh, kind of the mold where John Bonet was found in the little storage room uh, no the source of that shoe print was never found. Uh, there one of the paintbrush was broken into three pieces one end of the brush was never found of the paintbrush handle was never found so all these items, uh, disappeared. Uh, you know, so think, the ran
0: Yeah, they, ran. I would say that would mean that someone took them with them when they left, when you say disappeared. Correct.
1: Yes. So if the Ramses did that, and then you have to look at who could Mrs. Ramsey have written this ransom note after she did all these things to her daughter? It just behaviorally does not add up at all. The other thing, there was a suitcase that was found below the window. And there was some evidence that there was a fiber from that suitcase found on John Um The maid said that her and Patsy had cleaned up all the broken glass from when Mr. Ramsey came in. Yet there was a couple pieces of glass on top of that. Uh, uh suitcase uh, so everything there indicates that an intruder came in uh kidnapped her took her to the basement we think he was going to put her in he put her in the suitcase was going to try to to get her out the window he couldn't do that spontaneously the sex drive kicks in he realized he has total control over her and that's when he uh, tortures her and sexually assaults and then murders her.
0: Just horrific. Mm-hmm. Now, one question is: she was alive when this took place. Is there, how did he keep her quiet? Or is the basement in a location where the family wouldn't have heard anything?
1: Yeah, uh, one of the neighbors said they heard a scream. But then they uh, recanted that story. So is it true or not? I don't know. But Lou Smith and uh, other people did some tests. And be- the way the house is set up, uh, they confirmed that somebody could scream in the basement and that the Ramses on the top level couldn't have heard it. However, there was a vent going out of the basement And that the noise actually did go out outside. I'm guessing. I don't believe the theory that somebody had to stun gun her in her bed to get control of her. I believe they just took her. I mean, she's six years old, 50 pounds. They took her and took her to the basement. I personally think that they stun gunned her in the back. And that's when she screamed. I'm. You know, I realize this is just a hypothesis. And then they put duct tape over her mouth to keep her from screaming anymore. And then they taste her uh, uh, again, because if you look at the marks on her face, there's a big mark up here and this a little mark down here, but that was covered with duct tape.
2: Right.
1: So it adds up that she was stun gun while she had the duct tape on on her on her face
2: bob i have you know with all of this in mind you know understanding you know the behavior of a psychopath and also understanding that it's it's very difficult for a mother a father a, a brother you know to do that and have a somewhat of a normal behavior after you know doing such uh, or committing such a crime Understanding that that's, that is, is, it's very difficult. Um, What, did you guys ever, ever look at other individuals around the area, similar crimes committed around the area, you know, more, more, more so of sexual assault crimes and were there any possible um, suspects uh, were there, was there one or were there multiple suspects that could have been involved in the John Bonnet murder?
1: Uh, yes, and and I had one person that that uh, I thought could be involved, but the problem is the DNA doesn't match up. Now, you have to look at uh. I had this theory because my suspect always wore gloves when he did his crimes and he liked to steal everything. So the question was, and I asked Harlot this, if he stole somebody else's gloves, the DNA from that person that owned the gloves would be on those gloves. And if he wore those gloves when he did this crime, could that other person's DNA be on? Yeah. That's a great question.
3: Absolutely. Yeah,
1: definitely. So that's one possibility. And both
3: DNAs
1: out there. Two contributors.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, and then I heard this uh, report from 2016 where they're saying it was mixed DNA. Um, so I don't know. I'm still looking at the these possibilities, but there was definitely other people. There was another person that that owned a stun gun and, uh, but they interviewed him quite a bit. Didn't think he did it. Uh, I mean, you had John, what was his name? John Mar. or John Carr came out of the woodwork, you know, trying to indicate that he was involved, but he, he was cleared. There was lots of other people. They did look at uh, other people. I don't know totally how many people's DNA they took, uh, there were other people that were definitely uh, looked at. Um, I saw a thing the other day, uh, if you look up a guy named Ed Edwards uh, on YouTube, you'll see there's a detective uh, that was claiming Ed Edwards might've been involved in the Ramsey case. Um, he was a serial killer. so you know there, there's other uh other people that that definitely have have come up
0: um <laughs> you know
1: there was santa claus you know the uh, bill um, McReynolds, he's passed away i guess uh but he was the santa claus at their party
2: um so someone that was familiar with the with the home and with the um, family how close was he with them
1: I don't know. Uh, apparently his wife had written a fiction novel uh, a couple of years before this case uh, about a murder that happened in a basement involving a child. So, you know, some people have speculated on on that. Uh,
2: what was his background?
1: I don't know anything about about him other than he was cleared. Uh, he was cleared.
2: Oh, wow. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and and
0: when we were discussing saying it could have been somebody that knew the house, knew JonBenet, possibly, you know, could have possibly had pineapple with her. Um, obviously, you know, he could have, and I say he, again, we don't know, taken her from her bedroom and eventually ended up down in the basement. The duct tape was put on her, you know, allegedly while she was down in the basement, but he still had to get her from her room there quietly. So it would make you think if there wasn't some way that she was subdued or quieted or knocked out or, or, or chloroformed or what have you, did she go willingly because she knew the person? Now this goes back to if this person had these traits, these psychopathic traits that, you know, had been, you know, growing and growing and then, then this happens, did she, did the parents ever say there were certain people that were friendly with the family that John Bunny didn't want to be around? You know, we, I'm a mom, all the moms out there, parents out there detects it. There's a sixth sense, you know, the hair on the back of your neck goes up, that the kids don't want to go sit with that person on that lap. They don't want to kiss that uncle. Did Was there anybody that fit the description that John Bunny wasn't comfortable around?
1: Not that I'm aware of. Uh, in fact, the Ramseys, initially said the only they had one person that they had to uh, terminate I guess from his business but uh, to my knowledge that was the only person they even conceivably thought that would have something against him you know to to do something like this to get back at, at him um, so but um,
0: Question pertaining to that, what, what was the motive behind such torture?
1: Right. You still have to have, you still have to be a psychopathic personality, sadistic personality. So I, uh, you know, to my knowledge, they didn't have anybody. There was another person who committed suicide. He was a younger guy. Uh, he did have high-tech shoes, but they said they were the wrong size. He did have a stun gun, uh, and he had supposedly told uh, somebody he knew that he was going to come into a large sum of money uh, at Christmas. But uh, he was also looked at, and uh, that was a case out of our sheriff's department, so... Uh, we didn't have any, uh, I mean, in the police department, we didn't have any other uh, evidence or anything. But I know some people looked at him and said, well, maybe he was involved, but... Uh, and I would imagine I,
0: you wouldn't even have the answer to know if it, it, DNA was collected from him.
1: Yeah, yeah. They, none of the DNAs have matched. So he and then was, you get yeah. back to the question of, well... Uh, If this was a duplicate DNA, I don't know if they can separate that out at this point. Uh, There's also the question of using the, uh, like they did in the golden state uh, killer, you know, using the family history, the genealogy stuff. She claimed that uh, there's just one small sample of DNA that they have that they could use for the, the do this genealogy test, and uh, so far they're refusing to do it. So I know there's some legal difficulties on those tests, but I'm not up on on everything. Going
0: back to the um, the blended DNA, Harley, what is your opinion of it being able to separate that out and for identification purposes?
3: uh the mixtures uh, are probably one of the most complex uh, uh to analyze so sometimes it's really difficult uh, to um uh, separate them okay uh, it depends on the on the sample uh, we can separate male from female like let's say if the victims uh, uh, portion it's a uh, uh it's, we we'll have more of that, uh, of the victim DNA. Uh, there are some techniques that can be used to separate uh, the male from the female uh, DNA. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when the mixture is of two males or more, it's a little bit more difficult. I mean, Y chromosome can be also used, uh, Y chromosome uh, DNA analysis. Okay. But uh, those are the most difficult to analyze, those uh, make to interpret and and analyze.
0: Okay, thank you.
3: And uh, um, I would like to go back a little bit about the um, psychopath uh, behavior. Um, so when we're talking about um, discussing about the motive of the crime, so do you really think, uh, Bob, that the motive was most uh, mostly uh, sex-driven and, uh, and criminal? Uh, if you believe that, uh, do you think that writing the note was more like a way to torture the parents uh, than actually really wanting the money?
1: Like a distraction, yes. That that could very well be. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, uh, she obviously per- participated in these uh, beauty pageants and that was another thing is well maybe somebody that attended those beauty pageants had you know latched on to to her and decided they wanted to sexually assault assault her Um, you don't know it it was uh, and, and there's other questions too like well why did the person riot Write that note on Patsy Ramsey's notepad. Uh, Lou and I believe that the person actually probably had a note when they went in there. We think that the person went in there when the Ramseys left uh, a little after four, between four and four thirty, to go to their friend's house for for dinner that uh, Christmas night.
3: No, maybe the neighbor
1: a neighbor actually said they saw somebody walking around the Ramsey's house just as, you know, it was was getting dark. Um, So once the person went in there, they would have had time. They could look around. They could take the time to rewrite the note. The note has all these uh, movie references in it. Uh, So we think maybe the person had written one note before and then had the time to sit in there and write another note, which again, goes along with the psychopathic personality, the fearlessness, you know, and <laughs> we don't know if the person was armed. So even if the Ramses came home and confronted him, you know, he could have, uh, defended himself or, you know, uh, attacked the, the, the family. The other thing was there was a climbing rope that was found in the, the empty bedroom next to John Bennet's. The Ramsey said that that was not theirs. And I don't know if DNA was ever tested on that, that climbing rope.
0: And what, it, what was the climbing rope used for anything?
1: Um, no, whoever brought it in, left it behind. Uh, according to the Ramses, it wasn't theirs, um,
0: and they had it happen- prior
1: to the prior. Yeah, and that was in the room right next to the John Bonay's. So, Lou and I were theorizing that the person like was hiding in that room.
3: Mm. It just
1: turns out that one of the suspects that I had in mind happened to be a mountain climber and have mountain climbing ropes, you know, um, it was a shorter one, but you, you don't know what the person was going to do. Was he going to try to tie somebody up? Was it, um, but it just makes me you going? wonder
0: why he had, he or she had a rope left it in the other room. Takes John Bonet, ends up in the in the in the basement, in the in in the closet in the basement, but there's a ransom note that came up. It it, it sounds planned, but almost a debacle, or or like you said, a distraction, because here they thought their daughter was taken for ransom. Yet the John Bonet was in the house. She's already been murdered. She's in the house. He left her behind. But there's a ransom note that says, I have her, this is how much money I need. Now, if this person really wanted the money, it's just a matter of time before they find her body that's actually in the house. So odds are, you're not going to get it, or he thought he was going to get it very, very quickly before they realize that she's actually in the house. It just seems that there's a lot of chaos going on at the same time of a potentially surveyed and planned murder.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, the FBI, John Douglas, Roy Hazelwood had their uh, classification of organized versus disorganized uh, criminals. This appears to be a disorganized person. It, it sounds like maybe he brought in the the duct tape and the cord, uh, but yet scatterbrained. If he left the rope behind, he left the ransom note behind. Uh, And so the question is, well, how do you account for that? And I can tell you, I'm thinking this person might have used uh, drugs. The the person that I had in mind was actually a meth addict at the time, which could account for that. There was some study I had in my book that said a lot of times – People that commit crimes like this are either using alcohol or drugs, which might account for this. It doesn't add up, you know, it's kind of this helter skelter type behavior.